welcome to Happy Hour. Hey, Tyler. Good to see you. Absolutely. It's always good to get together on Friday, have a few drinks, chill out, just kind of talk about what's on our minds. And greetings to all of our listeners. Welcome to Friday Happy Hour, our cute little micropod where we get together kind of on a whim and talk about what's on our minds, what's going on in the zeitgeist, and just what what has us curious and and wondering about the coastal world. Uh, Welcome to the show. Uh, today, of course, Jenna, as as you know, we're we're veterans to this little program. We did our millennial <laughs> check-in not long ago. Just uh, a happy are, hour regular. A happy hour regular. Jenna, why don't you get the first round? All right. First round's on me. So happy Beyonce Homecoming Live album and Netflix documentary week, everybody. Um, so for those of you that don't know, a live album from Beyonce's 2018 Coachella set was released on Wednesday and was paired with a Netflix documentary. I've been jamming out to it all week. It's fantastic, which really comes as no surprise. Um, and as you can imagine, I've been feeling super fired up, confident and empowered over the past few days because of it. And honestly, If you're listening to this right now and haven't checked it out yet, just go ahead and pause this episode and go listen. We will wait. Um, So when Tyler can go with the flow. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So when Tyler invited me to join in on this happy hour, I started reflecting on my week to decide what I wanted to share with you all. And then naturally I started thinking about our queen, Beyonce because I find it so fascinating to think about how music affects us. And speaking from my own personal experience, what I'm listening to absolutely influences my mood and behavior. And I know that many of you can relate. Tyler, do you relate to that? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I do. Yeah. So take this week as an example, large in part due to this new album, Um, really having this album playing as the soundtrack to my life. I've been strutting around Boston, feeling all kinds of sassy, confident, loving myself and feeling grateful to have so many amazing women in my life. And that is really large in part to Beyonce's songs serving as my motivation and mantras throughout the day. But it also makes me curious to know, like, like what the ratio of um, epic or reckless life decisions that I've made, like as a result of being like jacked up on caffeine and listening to Beyonce, Um, because like music really is so influential to your mood and life decisions. And then especially if you add caffeine in there, it's like, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, you you live dangerously, (laughs) I'll tell you. Yeah. Caffeine and Beyonce. <laughs> You're not supposed to mix drugs. Yeah, right. <laughs> it also seems like something that would be on a T-shirt that, like, every like twenty-something year old girl is walking around with their iced coffee. That's like caffeine and Beyonce. Um, but all of this to say is that the power of artists, like, it's so incredible. And so, for this part of our discussion, I'm thinking about how interconnected art and nature are, and specifically for the purpose of this happy hour, music in the ocean. And I'm wondering, Tyler, um, what are your favorite ocean art moments, if you have any? Um, 
And are there certain ocean-related or nature-related songs that you love? And because I know I'm putting you on the spot, I will cite a couple of my favorites to give you a minute to think about it. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, And I also welcome listeners to participate in this portion of the conversation. So you can find us on social media and share what you come up with because we're always looking for new music and new ways to be inspired. Um, So you can find us on the American Shoreline Podcast Network on Facebook and Coastal News 365 on Twitter. But one of my favorite songs in the entire world is Otis Redding's sitting on the dock of the bay. I feel like that song is an absolute classic and talk about giving listeners a total sense of place. When I listen to it, I immediately am transported to my mental dock on the bay. If I'm fortunate enough to actually physically be on a dock, that's even better. Um, But generally it takes me on this little mental vacation to a dock on a body of water, wherever that may be on any given day. And because I am on a Beyonce kick today and thinking about the influence of nature and art, her album Lemonade takes you on this poetic, stunning, heart-wrenching visual journey. And what I admire so much about that album, aside from beautifully communicating raw emotion, is that It is steeped in references to our connection to nature, water, climate disasters, and specifically speaking about Hurricane Katrina, she's putting the social, economic, and climate injustices that the people of New Orleans experienced um, front and center. Many of them are still experiencing um, the recovery from that and the damages from that, and I just think it's really admirable that she's using her platform in the mainstream pop culture to message about this massive, complex, and tragic social and climate um, injustice and these inequalities. Um, So art and nature really are two of my biggest passions in life. And that's no surprise because just like we, meaning people in societies, are influenced by art, art is influenced by nature. There is no separating it. Art is nature. Nature is art, which is why we are all so deeply connected to it and influenced by both. So those are really my thoughts. Those are my two cents for this happy hour. Um, but I would love to hear what you think, Tyler, about well, this. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I managed to down my beer listening to that one. Uh, <laughs> let me go get the next round and I'll weigh in. Okay. You know, I think it's really interesting because, first of all, I totally agree with you. And... Um, you know, uh, the, also the, the, the role that art uh, plays in conservation is, is incredibly important. Um, and of course, uh, we could look to perhaps the greatest conservation prophet of all time in John Muir. And uh, if it were not for his writing, his beautiful writing uh, and prolific writing, uh, we might not have the uh, protected lands, public lands that we do today. Uh, he so inspired people and, and actual federal policy uh, to protect those spaces. Um, and there's no doubt in my mind that he was, he was an artist about it. Uh, he was a visionary. And, and I'll tell you, we hear all the time from people on your podcast, Jenna, uh, on the Sea Change podcast, like um, Daniel Lanzalotta, mm-hmm. who channels his uh, passion for environmental conservation into art. 
Um, but music is an especially interesting one because the ocean is itself a rhythmic creature. It kind of, um, it really channels the, the like wavelengths of, of the planet <laughs> and uh, gives us connection to it. And, and rhythm is such an important part of music. And um, I would challenge people to think about this more universally um, throughout mankind. I mean, you can imagine uh, an early uh, human uh, standing on the shore of the ocean, uh, basically an inhospitable place and being overwhelmed by the power um, the waves crashing, the rhythm of day and night, high tide and low tide, the moons. I mean, it, this was the place to be connected. And um, we can kind of transpose some of those very kind of primitive uh, relationships to, to the rhythm of the ocean into, I think, modern music. Uh, when I think of uh, sitting on the dock by the bay, Otis Redding, that rhythm is what I hear right off the bat. Mm -hmm. It's you can almost feel the water lapping up against the the pillars of the pier, um, and of course that was San Francisco Bay uh, where he wrote that. And um, what a beautiful place to be inspired to write that song. Um, but I'm also thinking, you know, just in our modern time, uh, we we have seen tr coastal cities have contributed in America overwhelmingly to music. And I don't want to take anything away from Nashville or Memphis or, um, but if you think about, if you were to draw a ring around the country and think about all the important coastal music cities, Beyonce of course is from Houston, mm -hmm. which is an incredibly important musical place. Um, but of course there's New York, uh, there's Miami, there's Los Angeles, there's Seattle and there's San Francisco. And I could go on and yeah. on. I'm sure I'm, yeah. I'm Los sure Angeles. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, um, no matter how you slice it, like even in like rap music, for example, there's East coast rap and there's West coast rap, like in New York, they did it differently, uh, than they did it in LA. And you can hear the LA coastal culture come through in West coast rap. The rhythm is there. It's just more chill and laid back. The New York style has a different energy to it. Um, well, that northern shoreline of uh, the United States has a different energy as well. <laughs> um, and, uh, of course, we have grunge out of Seattle. We, of course, have uh, Bob Marley, who, of course, brought that Caribbean element. I have to mention New Orleans and the role of of that city in in creating maybe our greatest music, which is jazz in yeah, America. I'm really glad yeah. you mentioned New Orleans because if we were talking about music and coastal cities on this podcast and we forgot to mention New Orleans, I know I briefly did when I was talking about Beyonce, but their influence in the art scene, especially with music and jazz, um, I agree, I think is, is, could potentially be the most important music city in the country. Possibly, you know, and, and I'll tell you something, the, the the story there of of our coastal cities contributing to our art and culture is not just uh it's it's being adjacent to the shore it's also that these were places of trade and exchange and new orleans was a, a principal port of entry for the slave trade mm -hmm. uh, throughout its history um, and it was also just a cultural melt melting pot throughout its history and there were there was there's been a, a long, long, long history in their cuisine 
in just if if you've ever spent any time in New Orleans, you'd know that it's a little different there. That the, <laughs> the colors bled bled together in a in a unique way. It's a beautiful uh, place. And that for gifted sure. us. That gifted us our music. And that, there's a coastal identity to that. There, the fluidity of the space um, and the inspirational qualities of the space, uh, the power that you are adjacent to. And uh, I'm plagiarizing this line, but I just love it so much, Jenna. I've got to share it, which is that uh, when you are in great natural spaces, um, like coastal spaces, where you are adjacent to an ocean, uh, the dominant force of the planet, and we are but a terrestrial, uh, you know, sentient thing, but we're, we're here on the minority space and we're exposed to this majority space. That kind of uh, experience is unique and ever present on the coast. It's always there. And there's no doubt in my mind that uh, it has been inspirational. But to answer your question, as I meander around. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're your speaking question. about finishing your drink in the time that I was speaking. Now, we're, we're both know. very, for people think, listening to this network, I'm sure you know by now that Tyler and I are both pretty long-winded people. So <laughs> we've got a lot well, to say. And Jenna, uh, I'm happy to get another round uh, and we can continue the conversation. <laughs> okay. But let me just say that um, the Beach Boys, I would say, are my number one uh, American coastal sound. Uh, I just, as a Southern California boy, you can just not uh, play a Beach Boys number and not take me right back to those Southern California sunsets. The the color palette, the the energy of the music, it is just it just hits home for me, and. Uh, I know it's a little cliche, but hey, what can I say? It's it's good stuff. <laughs> it's who you are. I feel like you, out of all people growing up where you did, that is the perfect answer. I would expect nothing less than the Beach Boys. All right, Jenna, let me get one more round, and then we will talk a little bit about our exciting plans for next week. Perfect. All right, so Jenna, next week we will be up in Dallas for Earth X slash Ocean X, you are a panelist. If am I correct? You're speaking. Correct. I am speaking. I what are also you doing? Um, I love talking to people that live in different areas in the country because your directional lingo changes. Because for me, that is very far down in Dallas. Um, so I will. I am going to be running a workshop. There is a really cool portion of this EarthX event. And I know that earlier this week, your podcast with Peter um, interviewed uh, some folks from EarthX about the event. So I That's encourage yes, I encourage everybody to go listen to that to learn more about the event as a whole. Um, but it's this massive conservation um, conference that spans about two weeks. And they have had ocean focuses in the past, but this year is the first year that they're doing an entire weekend that is an inland ocean summit that mainly will focus on raising awareness and stewardship and um, fostering champions at a federal and state and local level in landlocked and inland states um, and really starting to have that conversation about 
It doesn't matter if you are living on the coast or not. We're all impacted by the ocean. We all rely on it. And everything that we do is going to end up flowing downstream. It's a really important message to carry. And I feel very fortunate to be participating in this event as a speaker where I will be um, sharing some ways that my organization helps foster congressional champions um, for ocean policy. That sounds awesome. And of course, uh, Peter and I, Peter Ravella, uh, the co-host on our flagship program on the American Shoreline Podcast Network, uh, we will both be there and we will be podcasting. Our equipment will be set up. We'll be bringing people in. Uh, I'll tell you the slate of folks who are in attendance and who will be presenting is amazing. It is expansive. So we will be bringing you uh, the full spectrum of Ocean X and Earth X. And uh, we think that our audience will just eat it up, Jenna. I think it's going to be great. And we're going to have a great time. We're going to have so what much fun. It's rare for me to be able to see Peter and Tyler face to face. So I am very much looking forward to that. So be sure to catch us at EarthX. If you're there, we would love to sit down and chat with you about your work. I will also be podcasting. I'm sure that we'll have some overlap between me, Tyler, and Peter. Um, but I will have a special guest co-host for at least some of the episodes who you, all the listeners, may be familiar with if you listen to my show because he was a guest on my show early on. His name's Brian Urisitz. He's with the Terramar Project, which is a really great organization that focuses on protecting the high seas. And he's quite the character, so I am I'm excited to have him on as a, as a co-host. It's going to be great. Really looking forward to it. Uh, Jenna, thank you so much for joining me for Happy Hour. Hey, I got an idea when we're at uh, Ocean X. Let's have a let's do a Friday Happy Hour. I am. Uh, when we're yeah, there. cheers we'll, to that. We'll check in uh, with the listeners at that time. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, got us. Couldn't say it enough. Thank you so much for uh, listening to the American Shoreline Podcast Network. Don't forget to share this episode and all of our other episodes with your friends and colleagues. We are really trying to get the word out and change the conversation on the coast. We're all connected folks. So we need to learn from each other and listen to each other. And that's what we're here to do. Uh, We've got great content coming your way next week. Uh, We're opening it up on Monday with Dr. Catherine Romanak. Uh, We are doing our second part on uh, carbon sequestration. We're discussing the risks and the monitoring uh, techniques and technologies of this very important technology that's coming down the line to help fight climate change and will impact coastal communities. Uh, So that's a great uh, episode on Monday. Of course, we're going to have a Delta Dispatches on Tuesday. Uh, We have a Waterlog podcast on Wednesday. And of course, we will be bringing you the latest from EarthX and OceanX throughout the weekend uh, following. So great stuff coming up. Everyone enjoy your weekend.